Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise. It is December 13th, and we are here to chat WWE NXT. It is the fallout from NXT deadline, and we had a pretty eventful night. We had a pretty solid show today that ended with a major uh, unexpected surprise because it was a main event match that we didn't know was happening until they announced it at the top of the show. So it was very, very spur, uh, very spur of the moment type of deal that ended up with the thing that you and I and so many other people have been chatting about for quite some time now. Uh, but before we get into that, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. I am here each and every single Tuesday to talk about NXT. Wednesdays, I'm here to chat AEW Dynamite. And Fridays, I'm here to chat SmackDown and Rampage. Now, we got so much to get into here today, everyone. Uh, but also, just a heads up, if you do want to take part uh in this chat or if you want to uh you know support the show you are more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat they really help me out a whole lot you get your question your comment your statement your hot take your christmas list whatever it is right here on the show and on top of that uh you help support this podcast uh tremendously so thank you to everyone in advance uh also even if you're not sending a super chat keep active in the chat because i do pull out comments uh as we move forward uh throughout the show so let's get to this. We got our first Super Chat of the night from my good friend, Cameron Mumford. Thank you so much to Cameron who sends in this generous Super Chat saying, Hey, Denise, kudos to you for the NXT deadline appearance. You were awesome. Great show. Definite right, definitely the right call for Roxanne to win. There was zero chance Mandy was keeping that title. Time to move up. Um, completely um, agree. I cannot wait. We're actually going to kick off the show talking about Roxanne Perez because there was just, um, there's just so much to get into. Also, thank you so much. Um, I had a phenomenal time doing NXT deadline, and I'm so thankful to everybody that, um, Basically, when they were coming up with names, thinking of people that could take part in this, I'm so thankful to the people uh, that, uh, you know, thought of me and they took very, very good care of me while I was at the PC. And it was kind of cool because now as I'm watching the show, I know where everything's at and I have a better like visual of what things look like. So that's something that kind of helped today in terms when I was watching the show. I was like, oh, yeah, I walked through there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, so it is pretty interesting. Anyways, uh, thank you so much to Cameron Mumford for getting us going with our first super chat of the day. We got another one here from... Um, Give me one second. My finger got stuck. Um, we got another one here from Steven who sends in a super chat saying, everyone go listen to Denise's new show on AMP. So before I get into NXT, thank you so much to Steven for uh, helping me with this one here. So I recently started a brand new podcast on AMP radio uh, on Amazon. And well, it's the AMP app. And basically, it's really freaking cool. Actually, it's literally a radio show. And I get to play theme songs and all of this great stuff and they're paying me a pretty decent money i have like a short-term deal it's three months if the show does good then they'll extend me for another three months so i'm really pushing the show because uh you know that'll definitely help pay some bills and whatnot uh so please do check it out i have all of the information on my twitter account and basically what i'm doing uh for the next three months which is adding so much to my workload. But uh, for the next three months, I'm rewatching every WrestleMania and then going on the air and talking about it and having a good time with people. So uh, it's really fun, but it's a lot of freaking work, guys. Like part of me is thinking, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <gasps> Denise, start saying no to things. But 
can't say no. I can't say no. All right. So let's get into this, guys. We're going to kick it off with the start of the show. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and talk about the main event because I want to kick it off with the good stuff. Um, So where do we begin? Okay, so we kick off the show with Roxanne Perez out there and she's looking great. And it was, you know, it's funny when she went out there, I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I hate to say it because obviously in hindsight, you're like, oh, you're just saying that because now you know what happened. But I legitimately kind of had a feeling. I'm like, something's going, something feels different, right? But that was it. I just thought something feels different. So Roxanne Perez is out out there. She quickly gets interrupted by Grayson Waller, uh, both of which won the Iron Survivor Challenge. And uh, Roxy's going on saying all his nonsense, right? And Roxanne Perez basically tells him to shut up because she's the one who first won the Iron Survivor Challenge and she also did it coming in in the number one spot. And he tells her, he had a pretty good comeback here. He tells her, you were only first because you had, you little girl, you had to go to bed. uh, You had your bedtime to go to. So I thought that was a really good line, right? Um. Grayson Waller, you know, he's telling her, you're never going to beat Mandy Rose, etc. And then Braun Breaker comes out. Braun Breaker starts defending uh, Roxanne Perez because clearly now Grayson Waller is the number one contender to Braun Breaker's NXT championship. So Braun Breaker's out there basically, you know, defending Roxanne Perez. And finally, Grayson Waller tells him, like, you know what? I'm going to take the title away from you and New Year's Evil. And Braun Breaker gets pissed and goes right after Grayson Waller. And during this, so as this is unfolding between Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker, Roxanne Perez is like looking on because Braun Breaker went after Grayson Waller and Grayson Waller ran away. So as she's distracted by the dudes, uh, Mandy Rose comes from behind and hits her from behind. And so I'm thinking like, okay, this is how this is going to end because we end up going to something else. But then afterwards, Roxanne Perez is basically like, no, no, no. I'm not done yet. She's getting up from the ring. She's got the microphone and she tells Mandy, you know what, Mandy? How about we do this match today? Like, let's do this match tonight. And Mandy Rose says yes. And the second that Mandy Rose, the second that Roxanne Perez put out this challenge and that Mandy Rose said yes, I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, there's going to be a brand new NXT Women's Champion here tonight. I freaking knew it okay and there was no way that they could have done Mandy Rose and Roxanne Perez tonight and not had Roxanne Perez get the win Uh, they had to do it I couldn't see uh, unless they screwed her or something I could not see Roxanne Perez losing tonight to Mandy Rose it would just be like it would halt it would have halted it would have halted so much of her momentum because right now she's been on this upward uh, trajectory that we've been seeing. You know, she came in here. She won the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. She held gold for a bit with Cora Jade. She was part of one of the most interesting storylines on NXT with Cora Jade. They told a great story leading up to Halloween Havoc. Roxanne Perez defeats Cora Jade. We don't see her for a bit. She comes back, earns herself a spot in the Iron Survivor Challenge, wins the Iron Survivor Challenge coming in at number one. And now, lo and behold, she's challenging for the NXT Women's Championship. There was no way they could have um, had her lose tonight. It would have definitely uh, been a huge step back. So 
Let's get into this main event. Mandy Rose has been a champion for over a year. I just checked Wikipedia and the number is 413 days for Mandy Rose as NXT Women's Champion. Now, Mandy Rose, uh, she is besides, I think it was Raquel. Raquel and Mandy Rose are the only NXT Women's Champions that occurred during this like NXT 2.0 era and beyond. And it's pretty much been all Mandy Rose. And for the most part, she's done a phenomenal job as champion. I've I've loved her as champion. But I think there got a, a couple months ago, it started to get to the point where people were ready to move on. And she had this feud with Alba Fire. Mandy Rose and Alba Fire had this feud. And it came, there were so many times where it came close where you thought Alba Fire was going to win. And every time you thought Alba Fire was going to win, something would happen that it didn't happen. The last time it was Isla Dawn who basically costed Alba Fire the match. So the second that I realized that Alba Fire was not going to become uh, the person to end Mandy Rose's over year long reign. I realized that it was going to be Roxanne Perez. Like at that point, they had waited so long. And because it didn't happen for Alba Fire, who came awfully close, it made a lot of sense that it was going to be Roxanne Perez. So this match was pretty damn good. Uh, let's talk about the finish because the finish we saw couple of seconds, like leading up to the finish, we saw Mandy Rhodes, Mandy Rose hit the kiss by the rose. So she hits it. And at this point, I fell for it. I fell for that moment. I thought, okay, this match is over. I can't believe it. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, Roxanne Perez kicks out and she does not get the three counts. So they go back and forth a little bit more here. Roxanne gets a roll-up, and I'm thinking, oh, let's not have Roxanne win with just a roll-up, right? Uh, so she does it. Finally, she hits her Pop Rocks, and once she hit the Pop Rocks, it was like, that's it. This is the moment, and it was the moment, the one, two, three. And now Roxanne Perez, at 21 years old, is the NXT Women's Champion, ending Mandy Rose's uh year over year long reign and this is exciting because uh you know it feels like uh i don't know how to explain it uh obviously roxanne is a newer talent clearly and like this is it like this is her moment guys this is finally her opportunity and in terms of like being called up obviously mandy rose was originally on the main roster and she went over to nxt i feel like it's definitely time to you know con to have Toxic Attraction, have Mandy Rose on the main roster. Uh, there's a plenty of enough girls on NXT right now to kind of, you know, fill the gaps, right? They have enough people that I think they've been building up, that we've been seeing more of, that we've started to become fans of, that I think can fill that uh fill the gap that toxic attraction leaving NXT would bring. But again, we do not know for sure. Obviously we had seen a toxic attraction do a couple of appearances on the main roster, but it hadn't been like permanent. Uh, so I do think that that would be a really awesome move, but let's see what we got here. Cause we got plenty of super chats to get into. So let's go. Uh, Juan Rodarte. Thank you so much to Juan. Who's constantly showing plenty of support on here. Uh, Juan says, love the podcast. Denise. So happy for Roxanne. Such a great moment. I remember seeing her wrestle uh, first in sparkle and uh, sparkle matches on shimmer. She has come a long way since she certainly has. I mean, 
Ah, uh, damn. Like, I remember, you know, she we started hearing like I started hearing about her when she was about like 19. And, you know, she was doing all that stuff with Ring of Honor. Got to see her do some stuff in Impact Wrestling. And then it was all of a sudden she's, you know, trying out for WWE. And then next thing you know, she's hired. And it's kind of crazy, too, because I did speak to Roxanne Perez. I did an interview with her, which you can watch on my YouTube channel. And um. She talks about the process of getting hired by WWE. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting about that was she told me that she didn't get hired off of her first tryout. Can you believe that? Like she didn't get hired off of her first tryout. She was um, invited back. She was invited to do an extended tryout. I believe she said it was like three weeks or something. And then for those three weeks, she was going out there and showing herself and, you know, showing what she can do. And she even told me that the person who basically gave her advice, because at that point, she really didn't know, like, you know, what to do differently. Uh, You know, she obviously had not gotten hired off her first tryout. So she was seeking some additional advice. And the person who gave her some really great advice was Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair basically, um, she basically told her, like, you know, go out there and do what feels natural. Something along those lines is what she said. And uh, she used that advice that Bianca Belair gave her and she ended up getting hired and now she's literally like the up and comer a rising star in the women uh, for the women in WWE. So it is kind of crazy to see how all of that unfolded. Uh, Thank you so much to Juan Rodarte for sending that in. We got another very generous super chat from Nick Grosso, who's also been very incredibly supportive of this podcast saying congrats to Roxanne Perez. And now Mandy and uh, and company will debut in the rumble. Maybe I knew when they didn't do any follow-up with Cora Jade after Halloween havoc, they were going to do this next Tiffany Stratton stand and deliver um tiffany stratton is definitely somebody that has become a favorite on nxt i know she's been out for a bit due to uh due to injury but she is somebody that she started off you know we started seeing her and we're like okay you know she's athletic but clearly she's still you know piecing things together for her in-ring work and whatnot and then slowly but surely you started seeing her develop each and every single week to the point where all of a sudden it was like holy shit we're all fans of Tiffany Stratton. And I remember coming out there and talking about like her character. She has such an easy character where, um, you know, she's a mean girl. She's a mean girl. She's, uh, I think, what was it? She's calling herself daddy's, daddy's little rich girl, something like that. It is such an easy character to do because you have so many examples of what you can do. And so she started to really get comfortable with the character. And also um, the in-ring work just really started coming together. And, uh, you know, it's been a second. We're going to see her soon, obviously. Um, And I would like to see a program with Roxanne Perez, Tiffany Stratton. Uh, You know, there's... Wendy Chu right now is doing stuff with Cora Jade, but maybe down the line, you can also see something with Wendy Chu. Uh, We saw Lyra Lyra today, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, She's somebody else that could be an option. Um, Isla Dawn is starting to do her thing with Alba Fire. That's another person. I don't know what the future is looking like for Alba Fire, whether or not we can expect her at the, on the main roster. I don't know yet, Uh, but there, there are definitely some options for Roxanne Perez in terms of people to work with on the NXT uh, women's side of things so uh thank you so much to nick grasso for uh sending in this super chat we got another one here from nicholas 763 thank you so much to nicholas and nicholas says i was wondering why they had mandy lose on a normal nxt without even a week announcement for a title raid uh, that was over 400 days and 
I'm not going to lie to you. I was wondering this thing too. And I have a couple of theories. So these are just theories as to why they did it. I'm thinking one is, okay, they're coming off of the NXT deadline, which from what I saw was a very uh, well-received uh, premium live event for NXT, okay? I saw a lot of people give a lot of positive feedback. I felt really good about the pay-per-view. I, I loved every match that they had on there. My favorite being Pretty Deadly and The New Day I thought was phenomenal. Uh, but uh, I loved both Iron Survivor Challenge matches. And I know that we were all kind of like, Thinking like, oh, how's this going to work out because of the stipulation and, you know, the rules and everything that they announced. So uh, we weren't really sure how that was going to turn out. And I think for the most part, it turned out really good. And with Roxanne Perez on the women's side, I thought the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge was great. Like her coming out there at number one and kicking butt and the way that they uh, had things end. Uh, all of that played out really nicely, right? So I'm thinking... Now I lost my train of thought here. Hold on a second. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking coming off of NXT deadline, I feel they want to keep the wheels in motion. You know, they want to keep people talking about NXT and kind of keep the excitement going. So I think that having this, you know, match that was announced today at the top of the show and then to have Roxanne Perez win this match, I feel like it was a way to keep the momentum going. Also, uh, how many more Tuesdays do we got left this month? We got two more weeks of television, uh, two more weeks of NXT television this month. Um, the 20th and the 27th. And obviously we're getting closer to like Christmas time. And you, I feel like this was probably one of the best Tuesdays to kind of feel like, a, obviously it's not the final NXT of the year, but it kind of has a little bit of that vibe. So I feel like they're trying to close out the year on a big note. So that's part of my theory. Keeping the ball rolling from uh, from the hype coming, the momentum coming off of NXT deadline, uh, the fact that we're closing in to the end of the year. And the other thing is that I'm wondering is what if, what if at New Year's Evil, the reason they didn't do Roxanne Perez winning until New Year's Evil is because maybe, just maybe, we're going to see another title change. And that being with Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. So I'm wondering now if Roxanne Perez's win on this Tuesday, December 13th episode of NXT means that there's a higher probability that we're going to see a championship change hands at New Year's Evil between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. I don't know, but those are kind of my theories right now. Okay, that's my theories right now. If anybody's got a better theory, please do share it. Um, and thank you so much to Nicholas763. Hopefully I kind of helped a little bit with what you are thinking here. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, thank you, Roxanne, because Mandy's reign was blah after stand and deliver. Her reign shouldn't have been as long as Shayna's second reign was, shaking my damn head about that. And I get it because this was something that we were talking about each and every single week. Like I said earlier, it did get to a certain point that while Mandy Rose was doing a good job, people were ready to see a new champion. And again, once you realize it wasn't going to be Alba Fire 
you realize that it was going to be uh, Roxanne Perez. And I'm kind of glad because now it's like, I feel like there's a little bit more meaning behind Roxanne winning. Like she didn't just defeat any ordinary NXT champion. She defeated somebody with an incredibly long reign. Whether or not you were a fan of Mandy Rose's reign, it was still a long reign. And now she can say like, you know what? I defeated her when she you know, held the belt for over a year, right? So I feel like at least they have that, that she can, you know, kind of, you know, brag about a little bit, right? Um, And thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for sending this in. Christopher Smith points out Roxanne versus Mandy was good, but the finish ex- uh, was, uh, the finish felt a little bit rushed. I get what you mean by that. Um, I would have liked for this match to obviously go a little bit longer, especially given how it culminated in such a big moment. And I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm looking back at the card right now. I'm pretty sure they could have taken something out to just give it a little bit of extra time. But, man, I'm just happy because of the end result. Uh, but thank you so much for sending uh, that in as well. And uh, one second while I catch up here on the Super Chats, we got one from R33S3M. Thank you so much for sending in this generous Super Chat. Um, R3 says, the tiny ladies are having a hell of a f- four or five days Congrats on your WWE debut, Denise, and to the new NXT Women's Champ, Roxanne Perez. So, look, I have a funny story, all right? And I know you guys aren't going to believe me, I swear. Um, So, at NXT, um, after the deadline, after the pre-show, I sat down in the crowd, okay? And if this person is out there by any chance, and here's my podcast... Please, if you're if this person that sat next to me, because I didn't catch his name, uh, it was a dad and his son. And I, I, I was they were this son was having like the grandest time. Right? It was very cute. But anyways, his son, his dad, um, he uh, when I sat down, he turned to me because the first match was obviously the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. He turns to me because I was clapping for Roxanne Perez when she came out. And I sat on a seat that had like a reserved uh, sign. So no one was sitting there. It said reserved because I was going to sit there. Right. And so he turns to me and he's like, oh, are you related to Roxanne Perez? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. And he was like, oh, he turns to his son. He goes, oh, because they look alike. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And uh, afterwards, he was like, oh, wait, you were the girl in the kickoff show. So, yeah, it was really funny. That was something that I thought about right now when you said the tiny ladies are having a hell of a four or five days. But yeah. Um. Also, I did get a chance to speak to Roxanne Perez very briefly um, ahead of her match, ahead of the Iron Survivor Challenge. I didn't get to talk to her afterwards. Uh, afterwards, it was just like, you know, there was too much going on to to even focus, really. And uh yeah, I didn't even get a chance to say anything to her after the show. But before the show, I did get to chat chat with her very briefly. Uh, she was so cute. She was kind of a little bit nervous, but uh, I think she just kind of had like a lot in her mind. And uh, I just basically told her, I'm like, you're going to kill it. And you're great. And that was it. And then after that, it was just that was pretty much all I got to say. So it was really fast. I would have liked to talk to Roxanne Perez more, um, but the opportunity just didn't uh, didn't get to happen. But either way, I'm very happy for her. Uh, thank you so much to R3 for sending in uh, this super chat as well. We got another one here from AQ1012 who says, um, next two NXT episodes are being taped tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I didn't realize that. I did not realize that. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. In that case, that adds uh, a little bit more to my uh, theory here about, you know, this being with the live, with it being a live show, you're gonna want, you know, just that extra buzz, that extra excitement, I guess. 
Um, thank you so much to A uh, AQ A O, excuse me, for sending this in. M. James Irwin sends in a super chat saying, about damn time this reign ended. The evil is defeated. Happy for Rock, second ever woman to be NXT and Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Uh, thank you for bringing in that little fun fact too, because that is a pretty good one as well. And dude, she's only 21. My God, like, damn. Like for us people that are older, like think about what you were doing at 21. 21, I was barely graduating college, okay? Well, I was actually pretty proud about that, graduating college at 21. I'm not gonna, you know, pretend like I wasn't proud of that, but that was it. That's all I was doing, you know? That was it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't out there winning gold, you know, having my name all over the place. So that's pretty cool. Uh, thank you so much to M. James Irwin for sending in this super chat as well. Um, all righty. And let me make sure I'm all cut up. We have one from Heidi Ho here. Thank you so much to Heidi who sends in a super chat saying Braun and Mandy are both pa past ready for the main roster. I'm super happy for Roxy. Uh, that was awesome. Well, yeah. And you know, Mandy's obviously somebody that comes from the main roster. So, you know, for her, I feel like you know, I feel, and I've said this before, but I remember when Mandy Rose went to NXT, I thought, man, that kind of sucks. It's, you know, you see it as a demotion, right? Like, let's be real. You see it as a demotion. But she went out there and was featured so much on the show. We got to see a whole new side of Mandy Rose. I liked what she was doing on NXT way more than what she was doing on Raw. Uh, previous to her uh, coming to NXT, the last things that she was doing on the main roster was uh, she had the team with Dana Brooke, but and they looked great. Visually, they looked great, right? But they weren't really doing much with them. Like they would, I remember they would go out there and then walk back and not a complete a match. And they weren't really treated like a like a legit tag team. Like they could have done so much more with that. So I wasn't a big fan of what they were, how they were booking Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. They could have booked them so much better. Um, so when Mandy Rose went to NXT, we started seeing just a whole new side of Mandy. And you know, we had obviously seen uh, glimpses of that with her work that she did with Sonya Deville. And I love the stuff that she did with Sonya Deville and all of that. But um, this really did feel like we were seeing the, I don't know to say the birth of Mandy Rose, but the start of something new for Mandy Rose, right? So I'm happy, very happy that she got the opportunity to do that on NXT. Um, and then in terms of Braun Breaker, I still feel like, I feel like if Braun Breaker had more options on NXT for challengers, I would say like, he's good. You don't have to rush him going to the main roster. But I know a lot of people are kind of like, let's let's get it going, you know, and he should be somebody that I don't know. I'm expecting him to be somebody that I see on the Royal Rumble. I'm expecting it. But who the hell knows? Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in uh, this generous super chat as well. Um, OK, so. Let's get into the rest of the show, everyone, because there's still so much more to actually talk about here today. Um, we got some pretty uh, decent stuff to get into. So uh, we got Stax versus Wes Lee. Uh, this was a non-title match, and uh, this match started in the back. They, it kind of felt a little reckless, but in a good way because it felt like, okay, this is a fight. They got beef with one another. Let's go out there and get this ball rolling, right? Um, so Wes Lee... Wesley gets the win in this match, but we need to talk about what happened afterwards. So Wesley gets the win against Stax, but afterwards, uh, Dijak, 
Dijak comes out and he ends up distracting Wes Lee. And during this, during this distraction, Tony D and Stax essentially come off and finish off Wesley and attack him and basically leave him there lying. So right now, Wesley is kind of beefing with two people. He's kind of beefing with Dijak here, who already laid him out before. And then he's kind of beefing with Tony D'Angelo. So he's kind of, uh, he, he's beefing with two people. And he hasn't been, I'm going to be real. The Wesley NXT North American title reign hasn't been much, okay? It, it's been... It hasn't been much, okay? Um, I, to be honest, I, I'm seeing him as a transitional champion. I, I, I feel bad, but I'm not even taking the reign as a big deal. And I hate to say that because I did think that being NXT North American champion for Wesley would do a whole lot for him. But it's very clear that um, he is not the end goal here. To me, it feels like it's going to be Dijak. I, it. To me, it's very clear that Dijak should be NXT North American champion and kind of start from there. Because right now, I'm not seeing Wesley feel like anywhere near a dominant NXT North American champion. Like nowhere near that because they haven't necessarily done that for Wesley. And I've been saying this from the beginning. I feel like I've been saying this from the beginning because he kind of had this. He kind of had the thing where it's like people wanted him to win the title, right? And that's what he had. But afterwards there wasn't to me enough of like oh man like this guy's going out there and having all these kick-ass matches and look at him you know defending the NXT North American Championship you know all around town we haven't really seen that um and so that's the thing that I would have liked to see more so with Wesley but be because we have it it leads me to believe that he is just really a transitional champion and I'm pretty much ready to see uh, somebody else become NXT North American Champion so that's kind of where I'm at really uh with this with this um all right so um let's go ahead and get into toxic attraction versus ivy nile and tatum paxley um this was really so this is jumping into the women's tag team picture here we had the women's tag team champions uh doing commentary Kaden and katana they're out there doing commentary during this and basically this match ends uh with DQ because you end up seeing Ivy Nile is thrown over into the commentary table. And so then this brings in Kaden and Katana to get involved. And then from there, uh, you see them attack uh, G uh, you see them attack toxic attraction and this all leads to DQ. This ends up leading into a melee and, um, pull apart brawl at the end. And that was pretty much how this all kind of round out. And I think, did they announce? I think they announced a three-way match um, for, I don't know if they said next week, but I'm pretty sure they announced a three-way for, uh, for all these tag teams. And I might've missed it because I was doing something. I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something during the show when I saw the announcement from the corner of my eye. I don't remember what I was doing. So let me make sure that you guys confirm this for me. All because I was doing something and I saw the announcement. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember what I was doing. I got a phone call during this and I was like, you know, listening to the phone call and I was watching them announce the match. And that's what happened. So I didn't get everything. Thank you, Juan Ortega. Uh, it was announced. Uh, Marvin says they announced it for next week. Thank you. I knew I saw it. But I was trying to, you know, multitask there for a second. Um, all right. So Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner. Um, so 
we got something to talk about here because Von Wagner and Odyssey Jones, they're both interesting in this scenario. So Odyssey Jones got the win on Von Wagner. And I know some of you are thinking, great, that's wonderful, right? And I agree with you because I'm a big fan of Odyssey Jones. I love Odyssey Jones, man. Like I'm hyped for the guy. But I was surprised. I was surprised with this win because Von Wagner, for the most part, has been favored for, for, for a bit on NXT. So because I know that he's favored on the show, I wasn't expecting him to necessarily lose to Odyssey Jones. And coming off of this loss for the uh, – he was part of the triple threat wild card heading into, um, heading into deadline. And he lost that. And n- – for the most part. So I went back and I'm thinking, okay, what I'm trying to remember, like, what is Von Wagner's when is he like, what's his wins? What's his win loss look like? Right. So I went back, looked at his record. And for the most part, he's been kind of like 50, 50, like he's been losing some, he's been winning some. So it has been a little bit of a mixture Um, in regards to Odyssey Jones, Odyssey Jones, you know, he was out for a bit due to injury. He came back and he had one match against, um, Javier Bernal. And uh, after that, we hadn't really seen much of him at all. So honestly, Jones really needed a victory. And for him to get the win over Von Wagner, to me, felt pretty impressive, just given the fact that they have actually been um, somewhat, you know, doing something with Von Wagner. Rather, it's been a little 50-50 for him. But still, he's somebody that is featured for the most part every week on NXT, right? And you know that he's favored on the show. So for Odyssey Jones to get the win actually kind of felt like a big deal. Um, And I'm excited for Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones should be in that NXT North American title picture. He should be, uh, you know, down the road uh, in the the NXT championship picture. I think right now I would like to see him in the uh, North American title picture because I think there's a lot to do there still. But I'm a fan of Odyssey Jones uh, for sure. Um, All right. So. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I know everybody's not. I know a lot of people are not fans of Von Wagner. I'm seeing it on the chat. It's all there. I feel bad for the guy. I do. Like, I feel bad. I feel so bad because he's just constantly like, you know. But yeah, I do feel bad. Um, all right. Javier Bernal. Uh, before we get to that, we got a super chat, actually. Nick Grasso, thank you so much for sending this in. Nick says, just wanted to ask, where is Blair uh, Davenport and Roderick Strong? Haven't seen them since Worlds Collide. Are they still, are they going to the main roster soon? So I don't know about Blair, but Roderick Strong too. He's somebody that, um, yeah, since the Worlds Collide, he was, so he was somebody that I know had wanted his release. And that was something that was brought up. And then afterwards they were like, you know, you're pretty much staying here. And Then he got into this whole program, you know, with the diamond mine and everything that they did for weeks where they were kind of breaking up some weeks, not breaking up other weeks. And um, that's pretty much what they did for a long time with Roderick. And now that I think about it, when is the last time we saw Roderick Strong on TV? Was it really Worlds Collide? Damn, hold on a second. Let me make sure because I just need to see what he's been up to here really quickly. Um, all right, so let's see. What has Roderick Strong been up to? Oh, damn. Okay, so we haven't seen him since August. He lost a match to Apollo Cruz. that I don't even rem- Do I remember this match? Huh. Okay. Apollo Cruz, August 9th. July, 
man, it's been, we haven't seen him in a hot minute, guys. All right, well, and I feel bad, though, because he's is somebody that wanted out. He is somebody that wanted out, and then afterwards he got a little bit, like, the character, his character on NXT got a little bit annoying. And I remember talking about that on the air. Uh, he kind of became like a whiner and was just whining all the time with the diamond mine. And it became very, very unlikable, very, very fast, unfortunately, which sucks too. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, I remember really enjoying that match with Apollo Crews. Now that I think about it, sorry, I was remembering and I'm like, how did I feel about that match? Dang. All right. Uh, thank you so much to Nick Rossa for sending this in. Um, yeah. If, you know, for Roderick Strong, I feel like we need more. Uh, we just need something new. And they. I don't want to see anything more with the Diamond Mine. Uh, I don't want to see anything more with that at all, guys. At all. Um, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and continue on from this. Let's see where we're at afterwards. All right. Javier Bernal and Eichmann Ajiro. So Jiro gets the win here with the Shining Wizard, and uh, he gets the win. One, two, three. Good for him. He's then attacked by Scripps. So we hadn't seen Scripps in um, probably a week. They did a vignette, but we hadn't actually seen him like outside in the ring for about a week. He came out. He did his debut, and... Um, I'm going to screenshot this and post this up on the show. So he came out, he did his debut, and unfortunately, he did not get good reactions from the people. And the reason he didn't get good reactions from the people was because, unfortunately, they kind of did him dirty with the uh, with the gear. If you guys recall, this was a scripts on his debut, and uh, he be- he defeated Guru Raj. And uh, he was basically the person that they had done this build for that felt a little bit more edgy, a little bit more cool. And then it ended up being scripts and it just didn't match the character buildup whatsoever. So we talked about that heavily. And then on top of that, they really didn't do him any favors with the look that they gave him. So they did change up his mask um, a little bit here today. I put the image here on the screen. Um, so if you can see this, um, they took off... Um, the little orange and white uh, strands that they had at the very top, that's no longer there. Um, the mask is a different shape. It looks to be a little bit of a different material. Uh, it doesn't look as stiff as the one prior. Um, it definitely looks a better. Uh, it still doesn't look great, but it looks a lot better, guys. Like, it, it, I think they could have... Honestly, and I said this before, I'm like, they should have just gone without the mask, uh, just removed the mask um, because the debut, the debut look of scripts was so bad that even now with these changes, I don't know how to explain it, guys, but I'm still associating all the colors and everything that they chose with the reminder that I hated the um that I hated the the first thing that he wore, right? The first mask that he wore. It looks so bad to the point where I'm like, you need to scrap the whole idea with the colors, the mask, really change it up or just take the mask off. Like to me, I felt like they had to do a whole brand new aesthetic because even though they made these changes, it still doesn't look great. And it still reminds you of the original mask, unfortunately. So um, not to bueno. I feel bad because I like the I like the concept that they were going with with scripts. Um, it just doesn't match. It doesn't match the getup. 
It doesn't match at all. Even the vignette that they did last week where he was writing on the paper and this and that and this and that. That was good too. I really liked that. But there's this huge disconnection between what we're seeing um, in these vignettes and what we're seeing uh, in the ring. So I feel like they need to revamp this look. This mask is better, but I still think they need to revamp the look. I don't know what they got to do, but it just it, it just doesn't look good. Um, all right. But it looks better. It looks better. <laughs> we got a super chat here from Heidi Ho who says, does Scripps mask interfere with his uh, wine smelling ability? That's right. Wasn't he the sommelier? I didn't even know what a sommelier was until they did that angle for Carmela when she had her sommelier. I was like, what is a sommelier? Sorry, I'm not fancy. Um, <laughs> hey, well, actually, I don't think it should interfere with his uh, wine tasting because his uh, mouth area and his nose area is exposed. So he should be able to um, to smell and spit out wine as much as he pleases by the way I don't know how many of you guys here are wine tasters but I don't like the way it looks when people taste wine when they do the whole like they drink the wine and they swish it around their mouth and then they spit it out oh I hate that I really really hate that now I'm sorry I know that wine tasting is this very fancy luxurious thing I've never done it but I hate the way people do it I'm like just drink the damn thing. Just and uh, granted, I'm sure there's, you know, people that are like, there's a system, right? Like there's a thing you have to do. You have to properly taste it. And obviously the whole thing is just swishing it in your mouth and seeing if you can capture the flavors. I get it. I watched Frasier. This is how I know this. I literally know this because of Frasier. But I don't like the idea of wine tasting, literally just because I don't like the swish swish thing. Um, but Heidi Ho, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> um, all right. And let's go ahead and move on. Unfortunately, everybody here is still not a fan of the scripts thing. Yeah, I feel bad, guys. I feel really bad. Oh, man. Tony says scripts looks like a re uh, reacted Xbox, a rejected Xbox character. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. All righty. Uh, after this, we got the New Day celebration. Uh, this was my favorite match at NXT Deadline. Uh, the interaction between Pretty Deadly and the New Day was so good. The action was great. It was funny. Uh, they did the whole twerking bit. They did the whole... Uh, uh, t passing of the belt so that, you know, the referee could believe that it was one of them with all of them ending up laid out flat on the mat. Um, a lot of really fun stuff that they did throughout this match that really had the people going. And, and it was funny because on Tuesday, I decided to go with Pretty Deadly in terms of my predictions. And then I just, I changed my mind at the show and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go with New Day, right? But then I thought about it and I'm like, man, should I really be going for New Day? Like, maybe I shouldn't be going for them. And like, what what are the chances of them actually winning? I will tell you that I was legitimately surprised and taken aback when the new day won. And it was pretty cool. Um, I don't hate them, you know, going out and being on NXT. I think they're kind of, I think they're definitely adding to the show because I, st I kind of felt like the NXT tag team division was lacking a little bit of options and pretty deadly was going out there and killing it. But I still think that they needed uh, a little bit more hotter competition. And now having the New Day involved for however long they get to have them there, uh, 
dude, I think it's adding so much to the show. It's adding so much. So anyways, they come out there and they're talking about being triple crown champs. They're really feeling the moments. They're interrupted by the by by Pretty Deadly. Um, Pretty Deadly's like, you ruined it. You ruined it. They're like, you ruined our Christmas and this and that. Um, this was pretty funny. They go back and forth here and pretty much uh, they're asking for a rematch. And the New Day decides to make a small request of Pretty Deadly. And they say, before we accept your rematch, you must be able to recite the American Pledge of Allegiance. And granted, you know, they're not really able to do that. Briggs and Jensen instead go out there and uh, they say that, well, if the New Day's out there giving title shots, then they might as well do the Pledge of Allegiance. And so then they get in there as well. And so um, so Briggs and Jensen, uh, they end up reciting the pledge. And that is pretty much how they're getting the title shot next week. So, uh, hey, you, you can grab a friend, guys. Grab a friend. Grab a friend. Go confront the New Day. Sing the Pledge of Allegiance. And there's a good chance you'll get yourself a title match. This was fine. This was harmless. Also, Alton and I, if you guys didn't see my tweet, have the exact same t-shirt. Legitimately have the exact same freaking t-shirt, okay? Um, that was pretty funny. Uh, also, Christopher Smith says Pretty Deadly are really entertaining. And this leads me to my uh, other note that I wanted to say. Um, pretty Deadly, when I met them at NXT, holy shit, they were so freaking nice. So nice, guys. So nice. Like, I cannot even um, continue to say how nice they were. I was waiting for the conference call to start with Shawn Michaels. And I was just standing there, right? And I'm really shy, guys. Like, people don't know this, but I'm really shy. I kind of keep to myself. And I smile and I say hi and hee, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so I was there being me, hee. And, and so they come up to me and they're like, hey, like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, shit, it's pretty deadly. Hey, you guys were great. Loved your match. And they were like, uh, you know, they were just so nice. They asked me questions about me, like asking how I felt, how I felt I did. And they took interest in like my part of the show, which made me feel really like nice, you know, when people actually take interest in you and what you did when I'm like, really, like you just went out there and had a bomb ass match with the new day. And you're asking me how I how things went with me like what? So that really, really stood out to me. So I just wanted to shout them out for being really nice. And uh, for talking to me when I was just standing there, uh, looking like a dunce, not talking to anybody because I was just like, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, uh, really nice guys. Um, all righty. And NXT Vengeance Day taking place in Charlotte. Uh, I believe they already announced that at the at um freaking deadline, though. I'm sure they did. I'm pretty sure they did because I already knew this. So I or, did I know this? I knew this already. I knew Vengeance was going to be at Charlotte February 4th. So just making sure because I wasn't sure how I knew that. I just knew it because sometimes guys like, you know, these stories come out and then I put the, I report on them. And then afterwards, I'm like, wait, they haven't actually announced it yet on the show. But then they announce it on the show. And I'm like, OK, now it's official, official. Right. OK. Brutus Creed versus J.D. McDonough. Um, this was a fun one here. I really liked this one. I think this was probably my favorite match aside from Mandy Rose and Roxanne Perez because of the outcome. But in terms of match wise, I really enjoyed Brutus Creed and J.D. McDonough. I was J.D. McDonough. I was a little upset that this match uh, ended when it ended because I would have liked it to go a lot longer. I thought they could have had an even banger of a match that the, than what they had. It was short. 
but it was good. So basically, JD McDonough goes after Brutus and he gets him with some quick chops and a drop kick. And so he's doing all these things to try to bring Brutus down, but Brutus isn't going anywhere. Like he is a brick freaking wall. Uh, and finally, Brutus snaps and gets him with these rights and these lefts. And finally, uh, Brutus, for the most part, gets the better of JD McDonough. So JD McDonough tries to cheat by using a chair, but Sangha and Veer, who have been protecting the creeds because they want them to be 100%. They don't want them to be uh, damaged in any sort of way so that when they compete against them, uh, they're uh, they're in their best shape, right? So Sangha and Veer stop JD McDonough from using this chair. And finally, uh, this all leads into, you know, we get a little bit more back and forth action. JD McDonough gets the win. Um, I wanted to see more. I wasn't ready for this match to end. I was not ready for it. Uh, just a beginning portion of this match was what I thought was really good when you got this taste of JD McDonough trying to do anything he possibly could to bring down Brutus and then Brutus just going out there and getting him with all of these shots uh you know that these two can have a pretty aggressive looking match and I would have liked to see more of that like this is a match that I can see uh down the line at a premium live event or something uh so I would have liked to see a little bit more there um, all right, Isla Dawn, everyone. Uh, so she defeated Alba Fire at uh, Deadline. Good for her, guys. She, uh, and I know that, uh, I knew the second I saw the finish with the referee and the black stuff coming out of his mouth, I was like, oh man, so many people are going to hate this. I already knew it. Uh, it's not for me. It's not usually my go-to thing, but I think it works for her character, for Isla Dawn's character. I thought it was harmless for what they're doing with Isla. For what they're doing specifically with Isla, I thought it was harmless. And uh, while it might not be like my favorite go-to option, uh, I thought it worked for what she's doing. So I was happy to see uh, Isla get the win here. Um, And so I did get to chat with her backstage. And the first thing that I told her was, uh, because she told me she was also feeling like a little bit nervous ahead of her match. I spoke to her before her match with Alba Fire. And she also mentioned kind of being a little bit, you know, a little bit nervous. She was excited, but nervous, clearly. And I was like, I told her right away. I'm like, dude, the fans like you. Everyone on the chat likes you. Um, People are constantly like when you came out, people were so excited to see you on NXT. Right. And I also told her that I couldn't pronounce her name. So we were laughing about that because she told me that everybody has an issue pronouncing her first name. And so it was really funny because I was telling her that I was calling her Isla on the show and she was like dying of laughter over the Isla thing. And I told her how people on the chat essentially taught me how to say Isla. So credit to the chat. Uh, Isla Dawn knows that y'all taught me how to say her name correctly. Um, so yeah, she was really nice too. Uh, and anyway, so they, she had a quick vignette here today and, um, you know, she's uh, talking about the darkness and the winter stole solstice and she's doing her witchy stuff. And we're seeing um, we're seeing clips from the referee essentially being out there with the black stuff coming out of his mouth and all of this. Uh, so this is I think this works for Isla Dawn. I'm excited for her. I think this is good stuff for her. Um, I like it. It's cool. Uh, alrighty, and let's go ahead and we got two more things to talk about and then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, before I talk about the two last final things, just a quick heads up on this week's schedule, guys. This Wednesday, I will be here to chat AEW Dynamite. And this Friday, 
I will be here Saturday morning <laughs> to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. Um, guys, I'm so sorry. Fridays have been absolutely freaking nuts for me this whole month. Uh, and I don't like to miss shows. I hate missing shows. Uh, so Friday, um, I won't be here immediately after SmackDown and Rampage, but I will be here Saturday morning. So if you guys want to chat SmackDown and Rampage on Saturday morning, I will be here uh, because Friday I have GCW. I will be, uh, as you guys know I do the West Coast shows here in Los Angeles uh, anytime that GCW is in Los Angeles that is my opportunity to go and ring announce for them uh, so I will be at GCW this Friday but don't worry I will be here Saturday morning to talk Smackdown and Rampage because I cannot miss any shows that's it no more um so yeah this month has just been nuts between full gear and the appearance and just there's just been too much going on this like last and then I went on vacation it was just a lot anyways now I sound really lazy anyways um Amari Miller goes against Lyra Valkyra yeah, I've been practicing that one too, y'all. Um, that was, I could not say her last name on the last couple of shows. Valkyra, now I'm doing really good. Um, so anyways, Lyra Valkyra makes her NXT debut here today. And dude, color me, I don't know, color me something. Because damn, I really liked Lyra. Holy shit, I'm a fan. She was so cool. Uh, she came out there and her, let's talk about her entrance first. So she comes out. And she did this little dance. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like Wednesday Adams when, you know, Wednesday when she did her little her little dance on Netflix. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, but it was very quick. Um, she did like a, this little this little quick little dance and uh, her theme song. I'm a real big fan of her theme songs. It's like dun, 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 like it gets the energy going, you know, um, so. She has this cool, this, I don't know how I feel about the graphics though, because I think they should end the graphics sooner. Pull the plug on the graphics sooner, in my opinion, because she comes out and when she's walking down the little walkway, she looks really great with all of the effects that they're doing. But I think once she's in the ring, they keep the, there's a there's a cloud and a thunderstorm graphic and there's all this like rain coming down. Um, I don't I don't know. I didn't really I wasn't too crazy about like the heavy rain coming down. Um, the clouds, I thought, were cool, but it just felt a little bit too. I don't know how to say it. It didn't. How do I say this? It felt too cartoonish. It felt a little too cartoonish. So I loved everything, but I think I would have closed. I would have ended the graphics a lot sooner. The clouds and the rain and all of that. Personally, I would have just wrapped it up a little faster. Um, but she looked cool, man. She went out there. She had like a really cool braid. Uh, her gear was really good. Her facials during this match was, were really good. Um for uh, her in-ring work, she had a really good spinning heel kick. She hit a nice combo of strikes. That was pretty impressive. Um, she ended up winning this match with a frog splash. Um, it was a pretty aggressive frog splash, too. Like, she landed that thing with attitude. Um, I think she's quickly going to rise up the ranks because she went out there and she had this presence to her where if you – let's say you had NXT on the background and let's say you were doing something else or something – I feel like she has that presence to make you pay attention to her. And that was definitely something that I got from Lyra uh, during this. So, dude, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, we got a Lucas Myler who says, I love Lyra, but I didn't like the finisher. Uh, Christopher Smith says, why is her finisher a basic splash? Um, I saw a lot of people say this and um, 
I liked it. I, mean, I get what you mean because it was a little bit like it's not really anything too new, right? Seen I've been there, done that. So I don't, I don't disagree with you guys, but I also don't, I don't know if I fully agree either. I'm like 50-50, you know? I thought her, I thought it was pretty aggressive. I liked it, but I see what you mean in terms of doing something maybe just a tad bit creative. But honestly, for this first appearance here on NXT, I thought she did more than plenty to uh, kind of get over there. Um, all right, so uh, let's see what people are saying about uh, all of this here. Uh, I'm going to see what people thought about, um, what are we talking about? I wanted to see what we talked about, the rain. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I really, I, I, I think they should have probably just closed it off a little bit more. Yeah, Ender Buckley, here we go, says, we need lighter rain. Wet, not drenching. Yeah, it was really heavy. Like the rain was like, boom, boom, boom. I don't know. It was a little too much. Just a tad bit too much, but it was still good. Um, I appreciate the effort. All right. Last match we're talking about here today, Duke Hudson versus Damon Kemp. Uh, Chase, D Ch uh, Ch uh, what's it up? No, yeah, Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson essentially wins this match after he hits a uh, big boot, gets the win there. Uh, you know, Damon Kemp kind of felt like he was a little bit on the rise when he was feuding with the Creeds. And um, honestly, after that Halloween Havoc match that he had with Julius in the ambulance match, because I thought that was my like one of my favorite matches that night. I kind of wanted to see bigger things for Damon Kemp at that point. And I don't know if we've gotten those bigger things since then. And given everything that I saw from him in the ambulance match, I want to see more Damon Kemp. Wasn't too happy seeing him take the L, but I know that this is not, he's not the focus right now. I get it. Um, it was fine. I thought this was fine. Um, but I do want to see Damon Kemp do more serious things, especially based off of what I saw in that ambulance match, because I was a big fan of that. Um, but there you go, guys. That was NXT December 13th. Um, I want to thank you guys as always for tuning into the show. Um, please, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow this show. I'm trying to spread the word. Uh, so please uh retweet it, uh, share it with your friends. If you're like, hey, check out this person, she's talking about NXT. Uh, please help spread the word about it. It really helps this podcast grow. I've been brainstorming ways with F4W to try to think of ways to grow this podcast. So um, please help me spread the word. Uh, even if you leave a comment, give this video a like in the video section just to help the algorithm and all of that. Uh, please do. I'm trying to uh, get my numbers up a lot higher. So uh, seriously, guys, thank you so much for tuning in uh, each and every single week. And I will see you back here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming and I'm pretty sure that's going to be a good show. Uh, it usually always is for winter is coming. So I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty good one tomorrow. So I will see you guys there. Other than that, do not forget to subscribe to F4W online. You're already here click that subscribe button. And also, if you haven't yet, head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Click that subscribe button. Bye, everyone. Take care.